Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love. And today, I want to present you one of my favorite teachers. Uh, one is my favorite teacher because I wake up with uh, the last wake up that I had about 2016 or 17. I met this wonderful and amazing woman that she presented me with life in a different way. I was sick. I was passing through a bunch of stuff in my personal life and my physical stuff. And I was even atheist in that time when I. By casualty, that nothing is casualty, by synchronicity, I received a post in a, in, a, in a group that they were saying that they were looking for 12 women, magical women. And jokingly, because I did not believe in myself then, I sent her a message and it's like, oh, okay, I, I'm not going to be one of the 12. Of course, I'm not even magic. And she sent me a message, can, I, can we talk? And that's how we connect. And she told me, oh, yes, you're part of the group. And I was like, oh, am I magic? Someone is seeing my magic? And that's when everything uh, changed for me. Well, I have the pleasure to present you with that magical woman. Uh, and her name is Karin Janelle uh, Davids. And now she is also, uh, she's married to, and she's in, can you help me with the last name? <laughs> Inga Britson. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> one of us butchered that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, to say to be able to say it. <laughs> uh, well, she's a business owner. She's an NLP trainer, my trainer, a spiritual, a spiritual explorer, facilitator, and vibrational expansion. She's a Theta healer, uh, DNA practitioner, yoga instructor, lover of all things and herbs, and constantly learning from her garden and a little bit uh, within and in our glorious earth. She's also, um, she has a signature system that I, that's where I, I met her, Frequency Factor. And also, um, She's an author of a, a spiritual striptease book. And let me present you with her. She is amazing. <laughs> Hello. And those are all wonderful labels because that's all they are. It's just these wonderful labels for ways of identifying in the world. Thank you so much, Monica, for um, inviting oh, this presentation. Really yeah. I still remember when we did the first uh, Frequency Factor, the master class, the first time. And I was just blow out. It was, I was just fascinated because I started feeling the healing. I was physical ill. I had lupus, RA, fibromyalgia, depression, horrible marriage. It was and a lot of stuff going on in, with me. And I started feeling the transformation slowly in myself when I you start teaching me uh, how to be responsible with my own feelings and emotions and thoughts and so forth. And at the beginning, it was kind of a shock because I I, I did not know anything about it, anything. I, I thought I knew, but I really didn't. And that's when I asked you if I can become your student, that I just wanted to learn so much. And, and you were in New Zealand and no one was teaching online in that time. No. <laughs> No, I know. They've, they've caught up. No, I'm teasing. Um, Monica, I, I do believe that you are an exquisite example of the real reality that we find ourselves in, is we're already magical, we're already magnificent, we're already exquisite. And yet we are covered in these um, layers and layers of self-perception, other perception, um, stories, um, experiences, physical body experiences, uh, things that we can't explain, fixed thinking, um, fixed vibrational settings, um, even 
total imbalances, so an ability to be in, in a wonderful, exquisite way and to not recognize it. Um, con Self-condemnations, um, stuck pathways, routines, habits, language. Um, it's just everything. It, it just comes from everywhere and everything from the moment that we were born and if people are willing to accept it, um, even predestined within the signature, let's say, of the genes or the family lines within which we are born and therefore the memory pathways, patterns, tunnels that we may access of, I'll call it a regular name that's recognised past lives, etc., or past memories. So we've got all these things that we're sort of covered in, like we're somebody in the top of an attic just covered with all of this old stuff that doesn't even necessarily belong to us, but we think it does. And then as we just take things off, one by one, piece by piece, little bit by little bit, we don't become anything different. We just expose who we really are and that's yes what I call the spiritual striptease process it's just an exposure of self to self and you are that beautiful example as I've watched over the last I think it's about four years I've known you maybe a bit longer I don't know um wow yes wow the first time I I hear the concept of removing the layers like clean an onion it was with you <laughs> And uh, and at the beginning, I was like, "What is she talking about? Clean out onion." <laughs> like, and when we start taking the layers out, and something come out in the bottom, I was like, "Oh, I thought I'd work with this." And something new was coming out, and something more new was coming out, and we take that layer, and something more, and something more, and something more. That's when I start understanding the the layers of the the onion. And in a way, yes, we are all have that onion that we have to continue peeling. And this is a process. This is not, oh, because I took this class, I'm done. No, it's a long process that probably never ends. And that's the fun part, because it never ends. Sometimes it doesn't feel fun, though. <laughs> we'll admit that, won't we? <laughs> I thought I dealt with this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, we start understanding that I don't want to call myself masochist, <laughs> but I came to understand that women are, we heal ourselves in a very different way that men heal themselves. Okay. okay. Because in a way, how we are, we're going, we're going deep inside to where is the pain started, where okay. everything started. It can come from this life or past lives. And that's something that you taught me. Yep. That uh, that it comes from different. It can, but we have to go deep inside to where it started the pain. So like that, we can heal. We can we have to feel it. We so we can remove it, and that goes against also a part of the against the psychology. I have several friends that are psychologists and and psychoanalysts and and psychiatrists, and they always tell me, no, you never go to the root because that's too painful. That's why probably that's why they take forever to actually heal someone. Mm. Because I remember when when I was in my deep pain and my deep trauma, because, oh, my God, I've had many dramas in that time. You went directly to the root where it was hurting. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we, yeah, we'll, we'll, if we can just clarify context for a moment. So, when you're moving around in life and something happens and you trigger something and we have the series of uh, a whole lot of strategies that roll out thoughts, beliefs, feelings, sensations, energy, um, and a whole lot of uh, connectivity to something, that's when it's happening in, in the real life now situation and we're drawing from our memories and we react or respond accordingly in that moment. Now, that's just life happening, right, or us happening in life. When we go, I really want to deal with that. I want to actually heal the way I'm interacting with myself, my relationship with myself, and therefore other people. Then we can bring it into a context of bringing that situation, those perceived behaviors, those 
felt what you call pain, those felt experiences, the discomforts, we can bring them into an environment where they can kind of be exposed a little bit. And I am not um, educated in the way of um, or, or qualified at all to talk about the psychology or that kind of thing of it. Yeah. Or how anyone chooses to do that. Um, all I know is that when the environment is safe enough, when somebody, and you've moved into this, when somebody is able to be the womb-like space that holds a possibility of the alchemy of change to take place, the origination of something is simple and it isn't explosive and dangerous as is perceived because there's not about the story connected to it. It's not about reliving the entire um, strategy of it or getting into the gory details. It is literally going to the origination of something, finding the gift, and then using that same energy or, or releasing that energy so that it can be freed up, just like water, if you like it, thinking of the energy as stuck, as an ice stuck maybe, or, um, or dammed up and therefore no oxygen in it. The moment we go to the origination of where is the dam? What is preventing this? Or where is the cooling source? How can we form this up so that it can flow? That's what the origination is. Where's the original experience? And when we go there, we're not going through all these series of filters that give us current perspectives to go, oh, I know what it is, it's that. And then we carry on in life and we think we fixed that because oh, we knew what it was. But actually the origination wasn't a mental construct at all. It was a, mm, a combination of, oh, I'd love to know what that word is, but it's a combination of, of events in a time-space reality that puts a mark in the sand. This is important. And of course, until we go back to it, like you said, that keeps showing up. <laughs> yeah. Something that I I learned with, uh, with you it was that we tend to repeat the same story over and over and over until we get there, until actually we work it. <laughs> we try to push it down and hide it from us. It's just going to continue showing up and showing up until actually we, we work it out. And... Yeah. Uh, and I know you've been trained by many different techniques, by many, I, 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 I call it techniques or tools or whatever you're going to call it, because you are uh, NLP, you are a Theta Healer, you are, uh, what else? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I've done quite a bit, the cranial sacral therapy, so um, the body alignment work, uh, multiple brain integration, um, yeah, the theta healing, the NLP, energy work. And those are all sort of, in yoga, things I've put myself through purposefully to develop me. When I was seeking, when I was seeking um, this mastery, I was always after a mastery, being able to be a master. My utter fascination since 21 has been how do we create our lives? How do we create this experience and so I've gone down many many paths through that when I was um, either creating beautifully and it wasn't what I wanted or um, when I was creating beautifully and it was really really not what I wanted or I was creating beautifully and and it was a you know great achievement and I wanted the next level um, did you notice how it always said I was creating beautifully even if I didn't think I was we're all the same we're all the same. We're incredible at creating. <laughs> that takes me to a memory that I had with you when I was in my big drama. I um, I met someone online. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> well, or do it, but be cautious. And, uh, and I just went all in. I was separated, and I just went all in. And, uh, and I was in love, of course. And then obviously, 
after a while, the guy asked me for $4,000 and it was like, I was in shock. Like, where's the love? It's like, I just got scammed. Well, then God did not send the money, but, but it was, it was a drama there and it was a heartbreaking lesson. Let's put it like that, because that was all. And you tell me, Karin, like, you're a master manifester. Do you realize that you were wanted to be so much in love and find your soulmate that to create one, you just have to land it here. And that was the the best example when I when I realized what, what you said, that I was a master manifestator, that I actually did create it. And it's like, yes, I was dreaming and wishing so much to find that love that everybody imagined that, oh, they even played the piano for me. And it was just so magical, like, or like any movie. And yes, but I I just put it on, it was just online and it was obviously this camera. I did not brought it into my reality where I was. That's what it hits me, how good manifestator I was mm-hmm. at the same time. But I just have to learn how to not put it in, in the in the theoretical part, to put mm-hmm. it landed in, in this reality. Mm-hmm. And mentioning that you were uh, manifesting all this, so you're a, ma- a master manifestator. How do you manifest? Do you have a trick for everybody that is listening to us? Yeah, I do. And we all do it all of the time, always. We just may not be conscious of it. That's all it is. Um, have you ever noticed how some of the really good stuff just shows up when you least expect, expect it and it turns out better than you can imagine? Some of the really good stuff in life. And then some of the stuff that you think that you want and 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 you want for it. And you try everything just like a child. You just try and you try and you try and you try and you try. And it just seems always out of your grasp. It's not ever the what. It's always, always the vibrate the subtleties of our vibration because when we're wanting something we're actually manifesting the wanting of that which means that we don't yet have it just that full stop the we are emitting from every every pore in our being physically um we are creating stories around almost, almost, you know, almost catch that big fish, almost did this, almost did that. Oh, I nearly had it. Oh, it worked so hard. And it's like we're trying to prove ourselves through our own self-fulfilling story. And so we are perfectly manifesting exactly what we're putting and offering out into the world, which is this wanting for. We're wanting for it. We're still wanting for it. We still don't have it. Um, whereas the beautiful things in life that just show up, is because our energy has settled into it and every pore in our body is just accepting that it's there. We're not telling ourselves it's there. We're not having to have conversations around it. We're not trying to prove anything. There's just a constant flow of allowing. And there's some really cool teachers out there when it comes to manifestation some really cool teachers that can describe the whole process in and of itself. That's my most enjoyable one. When I start putting conditions and how I want something to be, I set up myself kind of in some ways for um, expectations to not be met. Yeah, because I think this limited mind um, gets in my way and therefore prevents the, the best outcome. Because if I already knew how to have that, that thing that I think I want, um, I would already be being, it would already be in my presence. It would already be there, right? So there's this gap. And so I'm always always aware of what is the gap between what I think I want and where I'm actually energetically pulsing and what I'm unconsciously messaging to my own cells, to my own mind, to people around me, to the universal forces, that kind of thing. And the exciting thing that I have in play here is that 
the things that land beautifully is those which I've given up the conditions around. Just stop conditioning it. And what it means is that the highest and best for everyone involved lands it so that it's in synchronicity rather than just my way. So it moves into a much more um, sustainable process. And when something shows up in our physical world, that's very different than when it's already vibrating at an energetic level. I've got some funny stories. Have I have I answered first your question? Yes, you did. Basically, what you do is the surrendering and not conditioning. Yes. Through time and over time, I just have developed the ability to feel into something, to feel into the space of appreciation, gratitude, you know, all the words that people use, not from here though. They're literally emitted from our our being, our beingness, and then aligned action follows up and follows through. And it's really exciting. It's exciting watching something unfold, the universe unfolding it, and then all of a sudden it's like, I didn't even see that coming. Oh, my God, it's here. Jeez, I used to always want that. I didn't, didn't really care for it anymore, but look, it's here. <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's like, wow. <laughs> yes, that, that's totally true. But also at the same time, in the part of surrendering and start channeling, because we all come out, we all human beings, we have this GPS integrated, but we just don't use it. The GPS integrated, oh, yes. but uh, but we just don't even know that we actually have it. That, that our guides, our higher self, uh, we're always channeling, we're always receiving these messages that they guide us to everything or inspire us to write or paint or dance or sing or whatever it is. <coughs> and uh. And you taught that you teach that part very well in in the frequency factor, uh, uh, without calling even in channel, uh, channeling. But you <laughs> because you never use that word, in fact. Uh, but but you teach how to uh, how to manage that energy. Can can you tell us a little bit more about that? This is a whole other doorway and gateway you're speaking of. So. Um... Yeah, I am careful with some of the mainstream words because we get our perceptions around them and and often the definition of it that's received either in mainstream or within the group, um, it it already limits the possibilities. Um, I think the best thing that humans do is limit. (laughs) It's gorgeous. We we constantly limit ourselves. So... um, you're opening up a beautiful doorway here. Your your reference to channeling is, I feel, that broader sense of, um, I didn't know this before it came out of my mouth or my sharing um, at a conscious level, and therefore I've tapped into a deeper intelligence. Yeah. So my current, and it constantly changes, but my current view of it, my cat's just here loving me. Um, my constant view of this is ever-changing. And we're always walking through different doorways. I currently enjoy thinking of it like like frequencies or information or sections of a library or if you want to take it to computer language a little bit, it's like the app that you're in or the purpose of the app. Does that make sense? Or the purpose of the website or the purpose of what your question is. So the better the question, the better the answer. Yeah. So when we are free-flowing and what people call channeling, we're free-flowing a consciousness um, that fits inside of, a current vibrational frequency. So we come back to the manifesting. This will show up everywhere. What vibration are we currently able to access? Therefore, what intelligences, knowledges, wisdoms, um, light frequencies, um, sound technologies, 
what is our dictionary of acceptance? What are we what are we interpreting through what we're generally picking up as this transmitter? What are we then um, putting through our own filters to present to the world? So, so the less filters that we have in place, the more likely it will be a generalized um, um, conversation or I think, um, sorry, I'm being corrected here. Okay. So the language and the, our interpretation, there we go. So the language or the, the way we're given the information, therefore our interpretation of it, will be language in such a way of our current vibrational frequency and maybe one to two degrees up or, or shifts up. Um, so the cleaner we are in our representation of who we feel we might be, the more possible the pure the language or the pure the transition or the pure the um, translation of what is meant. Because a lot of the times it comes in through emotions. So translate that to someone, you have to use words. Well, we learn telepathy, that's going to change. But uh, but in the meantime, we have to still use language. And when we use language, that's when it goes by the filters of the person that is actually interpreting yes. that emotion. And it's the interchange. So now we're talking about a vibration, a feeling. We're now tapping into a, a vibrational frequency, a tone, a sound. And the words are simply a point to the meaning making that someone's going to go through. So this is why when we have a, um, a really healthy two-way connection, there's a flood. Words are only small part of the interaction. Such a small part of the interaction. Um, and I love that you've, you know, the words are beautiful and they only point to possibility. And when someone is channeling or someone is, um, what you call channeling, translating information that they're interpreting, we have words. And that will be our current way. But it is art. It is dance. Yes. It is just living we're constantly doing this we're constantly interacting with our internal environment and that external environment we're constantly walking through this is what channeling is to me different doorways mm -hmm. different um, ways to experience ourselves this magnificent being but different ways to experience ourselves in a current perspective and god we're amazing but also it's a lot of self-trust and self-believing yourself. <laughs> there is nothing. Uh, there is nothing, actually. If you don't, if you can feel the words or feel them, feel the emotions and hear the words, but if you don't trust enough yourself, you're yeah. not going to pass that information. I feel that that is the, the real guts of the frequency factor. That is the guts of it. That is the utter thing that happens. So when people come into the frequency factor, irrelevant to where they're currently vibrating, irrelevant to how they're currently feeling about themselves, um, whether they're in fear or in pain or in excitement or joy or wanting their next level, it's irrelevant. It is another level and layer of trust, just really building this intrinsic, trust again removing that which is untrusting <laughs> all the stories of our mistrust um which is appears to be etched into society as an experience to move through um because also right in there is we trust everything all the time always i mean i'm trusting the chair to hold me <laughs> and and when i'm driving along the road i'm in trust that the other people on the other side of the road in this reality are going to stay on their, in their path. 
So at the same time as we think we don't trust ourselves or another human being, we also have that same equal, unquestionable trust. And so when we can find it in different parts of our lives, we can bring it into our way of expressing in the world. And it does feel good when we're in that feeling. Because we don't question what's just come out of our mouths. So we don't question so deeply and mentally limit ourselves. Instead, we're flowing. We're in that, we're in that effortless ease of expression, caught up in the moment. Um, present. Yeah. And another of the classes that I took with you that it was I took before before I took NLP with you. I took it uh, in England, and but it was more a self-study book. And yes, you had the exam, and yes, here's your diploma. And but when I got it, and I was like, I do not know what to do with this. <laughs> Something that I came to understand with NLP is that you have to practice it, or else you just fly away. But when you teach the the class of NLP, and uh, it was very different. Even if I get the best books and I read all the books and so forth, it was not going to be the same experience. But you combine it with something else, the NLP also. Can you talk a little bit about that, Karen? So I use NLP as the content. It's the, the interest factor that can point a little bit scientifically, a little bit purposefully, um, and also so that we can label things. We can Once something's labeled, we can kind of move it around and we can pull things apart and have a look at them. Yeah, we can actually go, oh, there's this theory here and this theory works in such a way that when we interact it, we can, um, we can test the theory, we can try it out and we can get some feedback for ourselves. Then we can give ourselves this, um, this feedback and have feedback from other people. So... I use it as a content piece. I use most things as a content piece because ultimately really what we're ever doing is looking at our levels of awareness, um, becoming more aware of our own interactions first with ourselves and then with other people or first with other people and then with ourselves depending on how um, people actually organise themselves. And there's all of the underlying unseen invisible rules that we are organizing ourselves through. So we have levels of permission. We have levels of limitation. We have internal, um, I guess, light shows that no one else supposedly can see, but we and we can't even see, but we feel them. They're all the rules that we live through little rules that have been set up from being a child, societal rules, parental rules, um, things that keep us safe, supposedly. Um, just this whole lot of um, guidelines to, to create boundaries, to create this, to create that. And I use NLP as the content to navigate getting to know ourselves. Because in my mind, the best practitioners that I've ever seen come through um, any other work I've done, they've, they've gotten to know themselves. They're no longer scared of themselves. They're willing to go to the depths of a feeling, to a sensation. They know it's a sensation. It's not um, anything else. It's a sensation that's running through their body and at an energy level, and they can be with it without fear. And if they can be with their own things, they can be with there with someone else without trying to change everything. Because no one needs fixing. This is the ultimate hilarity that exists. And people think people need fixing. They don't. They're just glorious. Everyone's just having these moments of experience. And so the most beautiful practitioners that I see go through my classes, um, and as they develop themselves, it's just layer upon layer upon layer of giving themselves permission to be who they really are, which is magnificent. And then they go and do that for other people. I'm sorry, Monica. Yeah. I get on that. No, no, I love to talk with you. But uh, that's why I mentioned that uh, before that uh, it's not that I am a masochist because I'm obviously not. 
maybe at a certain level. <laughs> but it's going there, knowing that it's scary, knowing that it's going to be painful, knowing that it's going to be, that I'm going to find the spiders in my subconscious in there that I'm hiding in there. But that's the, but knowing that when I come out, because it's, a, it's an awareness, that when I come out from there, from that dark space, that I'm going to be fine. Mm. And that's where the people, mostly the majority of people are so afraid to go there. Yeah. When you so, tell them, uh, go to that deep fear that you have yeah. and explore it. They don't want to go there. They're too scared to go there because they don't know if they're going to come out. And that's yeah. why I'm saying, to a certain point, I'm masochist, but I'm not masochist because that's I have come an out. Word. It's a very interesting word to be using. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that that is often so we can actually do our own work for ourselves along the time right it is sped up when we have another person being our observer um, being our space holder helping us uh, create our own environment within which to evolve this energy and so you, and you talk about going to the pain to change so that when we come out, well, we come out almost like a wave. Like, you know how sometimes you've been in the, in, the, in the ocean and the waves are coming at you and they're coming at you. If you ever turn and you're not looking, one can get you and just dump you, right? You can actually be dumped by a decent wave. Poof, and in that moment, you don't even know up from down. Just for that moment. It can feel a long time, but it's just for a moment. And you don't even know up from down. And eventually you find your legs again and you can stand up. That's a little bit like what it is finding, uh, going through a healing process. <laughs> However, when we've got someone else that we're playing with that's in our field that can hold a safe space. It's almost like just having a guiding hand that just reaches out and just touches your arm. You don't need them to help you, actually, but it helps because there's another set of eyes, another way of looking at something. It helps to loosen up a fixed perspective. And these are the only words I have, and I wish I had better ones. But the cleaner that person can hold a, a clarified environmental energy, the faster the alchemy of change occurs and the more likely that energy is to truly change in the way that it is now used in, that, in somebody's life. Yeah. Something yeah. that I... When I met you, I was swollen. I barely have energy because the lupus and the fibromyalgia and depression and all those kind of things. But something that I learned uh, with you was to deconstruct the illness. Like right now I'm doing it with my toe that is broken. Yes, I saw that on Facebook earlier. Ouch. <laughs> yes, I so far fell down on top of my foot and I have a hairline fracture and and two weeks I was like trying to push it down you know like no it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine but it just the pain is just start increasing and increasing it's like okay today I say okay I have to go to the doctor take an x-ray and, and yeah it's broken but well um but I was disconstructing the the hair fracture in my right side uh of my toe and I was like, okay, what it was holding me there? And I was doing exactly what I do, you taught me. Uh, it's like, okay, that's the right side is my male side in a way. And it's giving, I'm having problems to give my next step mm. in life. So yes, I, I was feeling stuck. Why? Because we're in a pandemic, we're in lockdown. I was moving in the last summer and it got stuck again. So it was it's been harder for me to give the next step. Mm. So here it goes, something to my body reacting. And here's something to remind you how you give the next step. So for me right now, it's a challenge. Do I have to heal that, that toe? 
And yes, the doctor said three weeks, but I'm giving it one week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm going to heal that one. Okay, I heal fibromyalgia, RA, lupus. I can you, do that one. <laughs> your body has healed so much. Yeah. As your energy has cleared, you have healed so much. It literally has no place. You know, there's no place for what was there before, right? This mm. toe thing that's showing up, um, uh, th there's a reason that that's showing up. And mm. when we can find the gift, you know, is it. Mm, Sometimes when we're a part of creating something we want in, in life, um, I, I find this in yoga, right? So just as much as we are holding a position, we are holding in a sun, we're, we're all removing into a position. We, we start with the breath, then we start the movement. The movement completes and we come to, a, let's say, a hold, any, any position. And then the breath completes. And when we finish that asana, then there's a resting period. Just like the breath has an in and it has an out. There's always more than one way. Does that make sense? So as much as we strengthen or contract a muscle or lengthen it, there's just an, as much importance to come the other way. So in any, let's say, um, um, extension, we also want to have the equal and opposite contraction. So sometimes when you're constantly moving, there has to be a moment to stop. To just stop. And to just be, this is for everybody, whether they have a sore toe or not. Does that make sense? It's just a stopping and an appreciation for what is. Um, the cycles in life show us that. My garden, I love gardening, but my garden is not always producing fruit every single moment of the day from that one plant, uh, sorry, of the year from that one plant. It has cycles. So sometimes to get this aligned action, it is about just stopping and putting your feet up, rolling your fingers, <laughs> putting your legs up on the wall. <laughs> and learning to, to be present in your body. That's something also that I learned from you. Because the majority of the time we are not in our body. So when or even present of our breathing. Yes, we do it every day through all our lives, but we're not even aware that when we're breathing. So that actually that that do change a lot. And for every anyone that this helped them, do conscious breathing and bring back yourself. That's something that this magical woman teach me. <laughs> it actually makes you aware and learning different levels of awareness also at the same time, just to be present in your body and learning to be conscious breathing. And that makes a lot of the change in, in all the aspects of you. It does. I thank you for bringing that up. Um, pain in one part of the body is an interesting thing, especially when, when we're feeling it for ourselves. So. When we are healthy, I was really contemplating this this morning. If I ask a room full of people, you know, what is health? It's really interesting what is offered. And most people offer what I would call ill health. They offer, you know, it's health is hospitals, health is um, going to the doctor, health is ambulances, health is, oh, your body feels good. That's about all they've got on what health is. And, and the beautiful thing is, health is that. It's just because you feel so good that no part of your body is, is singing out or yelling out to you. When, when you've got a sore toe or when you've got a sore shoulder or, or a, you know, a headache or a sore tooth or something like that, this one part of the body, this one part is like it's become separate from, from the wholeness. Mm -hmm. So what is health really? 
it's wholeness. It's when we cannot feel the separation. So when one part of I know for myself and I, I, I personally do not like the feeling of physical pain. It's just something like it's not something that I enjoy at all. <laughs> so when you say coming into being with that, that is the gateway, that is the doorway that is available on the equal and opposite side of it, some of the energy health healing work that we've done as we go to the places that already have the wholeness. So if I'm thinking of my own body, a couple of years ago I had to have an operation. And in that moment there, I was feeling completely disintegrated. So as in I was not feeling a whole healthy being. And um, it was a great learning. It was a, it was it was not a, a great ride. It was another whole level of evolution of myself. And this operation was quite significant. And as I was waiting for it, I could only find very small parts of my aspect of my wholeness that was in wholeness. Does that make sense? And that was when I was trying to think it through. When I stopped and let go of that and just went, I'm coming in, I'm, I'm already whole here. We're just having this experience. Then the wholeness shows up, that feeling that feels good and easy all of the time. So I, I'm sorry that, you know, the toe is doing what it is right now, but isn't it magnificent that the rest of your being is whole? Because you're, you're a shining example of what wholeness is and health is compared to when we met so many years ago. And you're not that story anymore, are you? No, no, I, I don't. For moments, I, I have thought, okay, how do I, because I have tried to deconstruct what I did so I can teach that, how the other people can heal themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I did it, I just have to deconstruct it. And I have done it, and I have gone back to the pain back, and it's like, ooh, I don't like that. So <laughs> no, I don't want to feel like that. I don't like feeling depressed and in pain and no energy. Like, oh, okay, how do I did it? And I again, I, I construct that again. So I can, I have constructed and deconstructed several times, so I can get the the recipe, so I can teach it. And the and the contrast is always very important because then you can say, oh, this is whole. And this is not feeling whole, and and that always that comparison is what it actually makes us change anything. If we're always feeling great and happy and fine and healthy, we're never gonna notice the difference how it feels when we don't feel like that. We don't know how to come out of there? If we are always oh love and light, love and light, love and light. Yes. We need to know our also the dark sides of us because that's also part of us. It is. It really, really is. And that's a whole other conversation. Yes. <laughs> um, I do love what you just pointed to there. And that is the practice of the wholeness, just sort of in what you were offering, is I do know for myself that coming to that ability to hold space for another person was first a learning of holding space for myself, which is through practice. Actually, it was through meditation for me um, and quite, quite extensive amount of, of what is perceived as meditation, quite an extensive amount of um, if I went to the gym or if I was, um, um, let's say, if I was going to do a um I want to get a, a useful metaphor here. If it was about um, training for an Iron Man or an Iron Woman, you know, if there's gender requirements, um, all of the practice leading up to the event is more important than the event itself. The event itself is what is perceived by others from the outside, and it's a little mark in the sand for somebody. However, all of the practice, all of the minuscule, you know, the, what they eat when when they're practicing who with the state of mind that the practice is in the building up of of the ability across all of the different um um 
practices that happen um, are all there. It's the same with with the skill of a healer or this or the skill of a of an amazing being. This cat wants to go up to my yoga studio. Um, I'm just going to let her out, or she won't stop. Oh, Monica. Um, so we're the same in that practice. So, and that's what I know you did as we were going through the frequency factor. You you built a an intrinsic ability to be able to be in a open meditative aware space and being able to observe the body sleeping or at rest, being able to decide at will where your attention and your intention shifts to, developing all of the practice of those literal vibrational muscles. If we were an instrument, it's the attunement of all of the scales inside of our ability to transition. There's so much that comes into it. And also at the same time, learning to focus into one place. And I, I used to teach meditation close to 30 years ago. And I don't think then that I understood the, the profundity of the meditation that I do now. When I start doing your meditations, that they're really amazing, guys. Anybody has to try them. They they really focus you your energy all your being into one thing and whatever you want to create or whatever you want to do or whatever you want to go, but it focuses you and because your all your awareness goes into one place. It's not your mind all scattered or monkey brain because I believe I did had then the monkey brain that now I know how to focus all my energy into one place through meditation or through a healing or to whatever I do. But it's a training, it's a muscle, like you say, mm-hmm. that you're training your body, your mind, your hope, the whole being in to focus in some place to go, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and your meditations are just freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's they're freaking amazing when people do them because it's your own presence that that shows up eh? and that's the freaking amazing bit is you're you're with your own presence i love it what are you doing now what are you teaching now or what classes you have now oh so um i have taken a little bit of time out the last couple of years um, because I've had government contracting and that's been um, taking a fair bit of my time. But I do believe I've also been going through my own evolution. Um, I'm going to teach the Frequency Factor Masterclass again. Um, a lady confirmed yeah, a lady confirmed yesterday that she's going to be a part of that. So she's effectively the foundational um, member if that makes sense. And so now I'll go about letting people know that I'm going to teach again. Um, Who is it for? It is for anyone who wants to put a guided principle into place, a practice, um, uh, be in an environment where they can be the environment of alchemy and change. I will have some new energy work involved in it. Some of the content may be the same, but delivered in a different way, Um, only because I've changed and evolved. Um, I teach, so I will be doing another frequency factor class, a master class. Um, I've spent the last three weeks putting up online a lot of the things that I've developed over the years. I mean, yeah, I write the, the spiritual striptease book, which is um, my process of coming into finding myself that actually I'm okay, (laughs) which was, by the way, the process of it was deep and dark and not feeling so good, but it was a beautiful process for me to walk through. Um, I have written a number of e-books, so I've put them up and available on my site. Um, I've done a lot of meditations over the years, and at the moment I'm doing a 6 a.m. on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This is New Zealand time, uh, yoga class, and then a meditation at 7 o'clock. Now, if you're not used to meditating, um, you probably want to have a chat with me first. But if you know how to um, actually be in a space of 
deep awareness, then this is a beautiful opportunity to come into that. The yoga beforehand is purposeful to, to, to in a time-space reality, move our bodies, get our breath and our movement going together. Really enjoying that, Monica, just the, the simplicity of instructing something that appears simple but I know is the alchemy of change at deep levels. So that's where I'm focused at the moment. Um, and we're also a little bit more local, close to home, um, doing restoration classes. So we have a house right next door to us where people will be able to come and restore themselves. So I'll do some one-on-one things some, a little bit closer to the local home area. I do notice. Uh, well, I did put in the in the in the description of this talk uh, all your information where everybody can find uh, Karen. I highly recommend her, and if I can, I, you will see me in that class again. <laughs> I adore taking classes with her because I every time I feel like I'm missing my next step. I because we all go through that. It's like oh, I'm feeling stuck. And where is my next step? I can find it and I can find it. And sometimes we just, and even if I did this with painting, when I have a long time without painting and suddenly I feel stuck or you have the, the painter's block or the healer's block because we all pass through that. Sometimes you just need a push. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Karin is always, give me that push sometimes. <laughs> I go up again and find again where it was, Again, my 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 way, my my own inner magic. That that's where is uh, that's where you find everything in your inner magic. Oh, beautiful woman! You are glowing. You are glowing amazingly. Now you too. Yeah. I, I promise I will go soon to New Zealand as soon as <laughs> all this ends. I well, all of this right here, right now, and the systemic thing that's happening is is fascinating how it's magnifying everything oh my gosh that's the whole conversation too magnification monica of what's going on in the world isn't it incredible we need to repeat this uh we need to do another another conversation i love to talk with you i, I we really need to have you back <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much um i do have a giveaway so i've got i've got a guided meditation um uh, workbook I sent you the link I think yes, um, and I put and, it in the description okay so there's 28 meditations in there um, that will be available for a download they're all on SoundCloud and you just literally click the link there's uh, they're teaching your sales in the body a new money program in there, there which I sell on my site for $33 um, there's the uh, healing relationship, uh, healthy relationships. There's the self healing one. I mean, it's loaded. There's three programs right there, uh, and I decided because I just love and adore Monica so much. So anyone who's connected with Monica, I'm just going, hey, have these and enjoy that. Yeah, oh, gosh. you have to try, guys. That those meditations, they're amazing. I, I made them. And once in a while, I go back and I have to remake, remake them again. And that's something that you're always going to go back to them. And they're they're really amazing. So you need to try them. And you're going to get fascinated as I, I've been fascinated by them since I tried them the first time. And yes, we need to, later on, we, we should do another another uh, soft talk. Another soft talk with you because I, I really love talking to you. <laughs> thank you and thank you for your time your effort and actually uh getting me speaking out loud again because <laughs> it's been a while since i've actually even offered um in an environment like this i've been beautifully selfish recently and also she have a youtube channel and then you can find her in there and you are going to find a lot of tips and a lot of classes and some meditations i believe they're in there they're they're really really good. You need to you need to hear them too. It's in okay. YouTube, Karin Janelle Davis. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, 
It was really my pleasure and my honor to to have this conversation with you. I really love to to get in touch with you. <laughs> I I just love that every time you show up, you bring a a what is that? It's a you bring a depth, Monica. That is just so exquisite. You you're a hundred percent woman, aren't you? Everything you do is just one hundred percent. And thank you for everything that you're offering. And it is such a gift to have been part of your journey and to witness that you are helping and offering and I'm encouraging so many other people. I mean, these are the ripples, right? These are the the ongoing. This is second order change right there, and I love that. So thank you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, and thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Uh, for for doing this and we will set out another date for you okay all right thank you so much bye 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 thank you for joining me today i would love to share with you my transformational system path to the heart that i created just for you head over to monica ramirez warrioroflove.com and you will find free resources in there you can download a master class in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.